Welcome to the Entourage Podcast. My name is Paige Scott, and I'm going to be your host. Entourage Ministries gets its inspiration from Psalm 6811 that says, The Lord gives the command, and a great army of women proclaim the good news. Entourage is a multi-generational, multi-denominational, multicultural women's ministry based in Durant, Oklahoma. Join us today as we dive into truth from the Word so that your heart and spirit may be encouraged. Hey ladies, it's good to be with you. It's been a minute since I've gotten to be with you and since Jesse has got to join me on a podcast. Jesse, say hello. Hey, hey. You've got Paige and Jesse here. You've also got Katie. You're not going to hear from her. She's monitoring us, our sound and all the things, all the buttons, making sure this message gets to you. But we're excited about the episode today because it corresponds not only with an event that we have coming up at Entourage, but... Oh, but also um, just within a, a special burden and blessing of prayer that God has placed upon the hearts of many women within this ministry. And we affectionately call this, um, I'll call it an event and an intercessory movement, Mums the Word. And I'm going to ask Jesse a few questions in an interview format, and hopefully we're going to get to the heart of what Mums the Word is. Um, in in both of those things, both as a means of intercession and as an event that's coming up. And so I'm going to tell you right now the event information is um, it's Thursday, September 14th at 7 p.m. at our chapel, 1104 West Alabama. I'll remind you about that at the end once you have more information about what the event actually is and can think about if that's something you want to come to or something you want to invite someone to. So Jesse, quite simply, what is Mums the Word? Um, so Mums the Word, the backstory of Mums the Word, before Mums the Word was even a thing, uh, I distinctly remember one event happening in my life, and it was a word that I got from the Lord. This was about five years ago. I was, uh, my husband and I lived in a tiny duplex. I remember just sitting in my bed, just thinking, talking to the Lord. At this point, my husband and I haven't had any kids Currently, we have one three-year-old daughter named Sage, so it was well before that, and I just remember the Lord distinctly telling me, uh, bringing up one female, uh, a lady that I'm indirectly involved with, uh, and um, he just told me that she would be pregnant with me in the spring with a girl, very specific, very specific, and um, just that that word really put my hands and knees on the ground saying, Lord, may it be so. And so from this moment, I do have a girl. She's three years old. Her name is Sage. Um, And this woman that I got a word from the Lord, I believe I got a word from the Lord, has yet to have a baby. So I'm still interceding for her. And from that, the Lord has really made me sensitive to life, really just Mm -hmm. life in general. And from that moment, there's just been moments and moments and pieces and obedience that I've just surrendered to the Lord in this journey of loving, interceding, and encouraging women that want to be moms, Yeah. Uh, whether uh, it be for the first time, if they want more kids, if they're checking out adoption and fostering, there's just a sensitivity I've had to this and I've accumulated. Yeah. And that specifically the word or the phrase, mom's the word, came from somebody that you and I hold yeah. near and dear 
to our hearts, just a friend, and she's from up north. And so she calls uh, herself to her daughter that she's her mummy, her mum, instead of mom. Yeah. And I love everything English and up north and and Canadians, they all say mum. And I just loved that. So so we just coined the phrase, mum's the word. And that really kind of labeled and catapulted or gave um, existence and a tangible substance to what I was doing. And from that moment, a prayer group has been formed Mm -hmm. of women that intercede for other women that want to be moms. And last year, we commenced our first event called, um, well, it was just an event, but it is from under Mom's the Word, basically. And it it was a prayer shower to shower women with prayer, to um, write their names down, on paper and to have this group of women that are praying for them that I lead to, um, until they become moms. Yeah. So I love it. And, um, and just cause I've done life with you for a while. I rem- I remember the timing of all of this and the testimony you just gave. And though, though it started with one woman, there were three or four in that mix, including, um, my sister-in-law that we're talking about, Shannon, um, that said, that calls her mom, mom and, and her little girl calls her mom. But but I remember at that time, there were a handful of women that you just personally were praying for, and there was a lot of fruit that came from those prayers. And actually, I mean, just specifically, if we're just talking about um, motherhood in terms of, of being mom to someone, shepherding someone, um, nurturing life in someone, I think that's the definition of motherhood really every woman on that original list of yours has entered the threshold of motherhood if you count think about it right now they've either grown their family expanded their family or opened their doors to be open to family whether biologically or through adoption or fostering and that was through your original individual prayer effort led by the spirit it's not like you woke up in the middle of the night and thought i'm just gonna do this like the lord led that and so it's been neat to see that evolve, like to see you carry that, I'm going to call it a burden and a blessing yeah. um, in such an intimate and personal way, and then to open it up and invite other women in, both who are seeking and both have a heart to pray for it. So back to the shower last year, which was almost a year to the date that we'll be having this year's. Mm-hmm. Um, what, um, what did that look like? We're going to get out of order on our questions just a little bit. But what did that look like in terms of, like, the women who came? What was your goal for that of gathering the people together um, to have an evening of, of prayer over this desire for motherhood? Um, well, it's so interesting because uh, you and I are in a two-year Bible study. And we started, we started, no, we're going to finish in November, Lord. We're going to finish in November. Paige is like, I'm having a baby between this. We're going to finish in 2023. We'll shoot for November. I'll shoot for November. You shoot for December 31st. Okay, there we have it. Well, for your birthday, I'm going to get us that Revelation book. So so maybe by December we'll have that. That sounds good. Okay, cool. So anyways. (laughs) No surprise what you're getting. Uh, but we actually podcasted before we just fell off the ledge about uh, yeah. what books we were going through. And we were actually in Exodus. Exodus? Genesis? Let's see. It was Exodus because we were talking about, no, 
Where's Joseph? Is Joseph in Genesis? Yep, we're yeah. in Genesis. We're, in we're Genesis. not. We didn't even make it very but, far. But Joseph leads the people to to Egypt, to Egypt, and, and that's why we're there. comes out of it, so you're not far off. Genesis Thank you, Lord. <laughs> okay, we're back. Yeah. Um, but Joseph uh, only had one full brother, and they shared a mom. And this mom was lamenting that she only had two kids because she wanted more kids and she wanted the favor of her husband. Well. Um, uh, at that at that time, if you recall, Paige, uh, my daughter Sage was young, and I felt the burden of not being satisfied with where I was and the contentment with where I was because I'd love to have a half a dozen kids. Right. I'll be the lady in in her forties having kids. That's fine. Yeah. And totally. to this day, I still only have one one beautiful girl, and I remember the Lord telling me, um, "You can." You can hope for more, but you have to be content in what you have now. It's not healthy for you um, to not be happy with what I've given your hands. And I remember that. And I just remember wanting so badly to have more kids. Last year in the summer, it made me cry. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that I I would hold it up to the Lord and I'd say, Lord, make me pregnant, and I'll hold up these women. Yeah. I, I knew the burden. Yeah. Yeah. I knew the burden was there for me to surrender t- to the Lord's feet, that, that, that I have a special sensitivity to raise up, to lift up women who are going yeah. through this. And I just basically told the Lord I'd do it if he gave me more kids and I didn't I didn't get pregnant and um I just found in my waiting a deep contentment yeah and satisfaction with where the Lord has me yeah in in a joy that the Lord's ways are so much higher than mine and so I asked you if we could solidify a prayer shower date in September after all of the summer activities that just summer brings. Yeah. And we put it on that calendar. And I thought, Lord, I'll obey you. Yes. So, so I mean, I remember not even speaking very much because it was so personal yeah. to me that I was being ministered at that very event as well as lifting up other women and so i remember just saying i'm not here to be your genie i'm not here yeah to tell you that this prayer shower uh, gives you kids but i am here to hold the promises of the lord that there's no barren woman in his presence yeah and that we just spent time with the volunteers that came alongside of me, and we just prayed over every woman that came. There was about a dozen women. Some of them, one of them wanted to adopt her niece. Uh, one of them. Or, and, and then there was just all sorts of extremes. Just women wanting to be moms, women with medical issues. Mm-hmm. And um, so we just prayed at the prayer shower together. Yeah. So that's a thank you, Jesse, for sharing all of all of that. And that's kind of a recap of coming into last year. And it just rem, 
it reminds me of, of Hebrews 4.16 that says, Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. And the way that I see your leadership in this is that you're going to the throne of grace, you've been going, but you're just in a place that you're comfortable to bring women alongside of you. And, and that's the only place we can go with, with a need, with a praise, um, with whatever the, the thing is. It's the call of our lives to go to the throne of grace. And, and so <clears throat> I, and I do believe, I believe that Jessie will be, <laughs> she's, she's just in her, her younger 30s now, but I believe she will um, continue to be fruitful for years and years and, and that um, their quiver and household will be full. Um, but I've watched this contentment journey, and I know that you shared recently with me that this summer specifically, so we're like kind of a year out from what we were just talking about, yeah. that Sage, who's awesome, she's a sassy little princess girl um, who's been potty training, and there was a night that she needed to go potty. You woke up in the middle of the night, and you just felt this overwhelming sense of contentment. Can you just talk about that? I'm just, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know... I think I'm just a dreamer by nature, um, and I'm just very uh, sensitive to a lot of things, to things that are going around, and how the Lord works in small and mighty ways. And a lot of times, though, my dreaming will give get me off kilter or put my focus on not my today, really. Yeah. So just my hopes for tomorrow um will i'll get lost instead of with the steps it takes to get there Mm -hmm. and and i really think that my lack of contentment that i haven't felt so strongly as i did just recently was just from um distraction uh, and wanting to be somewhere i wasn't and not appreciating the necessary process and steps it takes to get there sure so um yeah my daughter woke up at like three in the morning she had an accident got to clean her up put her back in bed and then I just was overwhelmed I was hit with just this contentment and this happiness I've never felt um just, I mean about everything my relationships incomplete incomplete like healthy unhealthy uh, where I am in school, my family, my friends, my church, there's just this overwhelming gratitude and contentment contentment, and this super focus of the Lord has me here exactly where I'm supposed to be, and I am in it. I don't know. It was just, it's funny, but I was just so in it. I don't know how else to explain it. I, I love that, and it, it reminds me of the lyric in some praise song that it talks about how God is the God of more than enough. And I think regardless of what we're walking through, whether that looks like a desire for another season or a desire to be in a previous season, whatever it is, um, we're quick to think this is what more than, this is what abundance looks like. This is what more than enough looks like. And I think that God delights in showing up in the, in, in the 3 a.m. potty accidents and showing yeah. us, hey, I'm more than enough right now. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I remember just walking through, not the same thing, but, but just being certain of how I thought God was going to move in a situation, mm-hmm. like how you'd, you'd said initially, like, Lord, if you will do this, then I will carry this 
this burden. It makes sense, right? It's a win-win. Women are blessed. You're blessed. Mm -hmm. The Lord's kingdom's furthered. And then, like, that's not exactly how that has looked yet, though. We don't know the end of the story, but we have great hope in it. And so I remember um, my my sister-in-law had had a, a loss that was just devastating with her first baby and just... Um, man, it, de- that's just the best word that I know to, to describe it, devastating. And, and so maybe, I don't know, six, seven months later, maybe a year later, I lose track of time, but someone that had a prophetic gifting that didn't have any knowledge of that kind of called me out. You know this story, but I think it's worth sharing just to say, hey, um, like I, th- I think that you've got a family member waiting on a baby, and I think that you're holding up desires in in your husband's heart because you're trying to protect them and like you need to know like the word of the lord is that their prayer has been answered you don't see it yet but it's coming and like you need to to stop basically operating in fear and in Mm -hmm. control to try to protect them which i didn't really even know that i was doing at the time but certainly truth is confronting and i i mean my spirit bore witness with that so all that to say after that, I'm like, oh, Lord, okay. I, like, I yield my body as a vessel to you. Like, if you want me to have a baby before they've had a baby, I'm open to that. But it's only because I'm trusting you, like, that you're going to come through. She's going to have a baby, and, um, and it's going to be great. And so about the time COVID rolled around, early COVID in 2020, I found out I was pregnant, and this was during, during the shutdown time. And so it was great because I'm like, I'm going to be – shut in for several weeks no one's really gonna know i'll get to like where i'm showing no one's not gonna know and then i know what you're gonna do lord like Mm -hmm. when i go to tell my sister-in-law i'm gonna find out that she's also expecting Mm. and i just knew that is the way that god was gonna work Mm -hmm. and you know what that's not how it went down at all and so um the moment came that i had to just sit down and have a conversation my sister-in-law is so amazing and so gracious of just sharing with her this news in my life while so desiring for her to, um, to, to be in that same announcement and news and season. And anyway, it was, it was, it was very hard and, and there's grace for it. But what I remember that she said was that it was the first time that she had felt peace and not sorrow in the way that someone had approached that news while she was, desiring it and so I just think back to that like about God being more than enough and how he wants to show up and display his strong arm in the moments where things are not like going according to how we think yeah and um and so she anyway she does have a precious baby named Scarlett she came almost a year to the day after my little boy was um amen was born and just a powerful testimony of God but I just remember like the fruit that I wanted in her life and to make myself feel better was for her to have a baby at the same time. Yeah. But the fruit that was given in that moment of hard was peace. Yeah. And it reminds me of your story of contentment. And so we just bring all of that to the table literally right now to say, really mums the word it's a, at its core it's about fruitfulness and um, as you said there will be no barren among us and whether that fruitfulness is 
physical life right now. That's what we're ultimately believing for. Or it's the fruit of the Holy Spirit cultivated. It's here in a season of desiring, of waiting, of pursuing. And there's nothing wrong with those things. Um, we, we want to fan those into flame. But in the contentment of the Lord and in the confession that God is more than enough. So I kind of got off on that. But I wanted to share it because even when it's not the fruit that we're expecting to see yet, yeah. there's always a fruit from the kingdom that's coming, that's in transit. And I believe that mums the word, both the event and the intercessory um, side of it is, it's a, it's a vessel for that, for the yeah. fruit of the kingdom. Yeah, and it really does. Uh, there's just two words the Lord's uh, been really working on me. I mean, everybody can relate to this. It can um, be in anything that you're going through in your life. Uh, but specifically as just I'm part of lifting up these women, uh, he's just been talking to me that there's no place for strife or envy um, because you and I just gave great examples of striving to try to get our will to fit what the Lord's doing, and it will not I work. Had a good plan for him. <laughs> I, it was such a good plan. My it's timing so made sense in my mind. Yes, it's so good. But there's no place for it. Um, in Ecclesiastes 10, it says the fool toils uh, and he wearies himself because he doesn't know the way to the city and a part like my flesh will never get there but my spirit has to stay with the lord because there's only one way and it's jesus and he's the only one that knows every way the way to life the way to light and so that strife i just have to keep surrendering to lord don't let me work for it just let me surrender and uh envy has come up so much man people close to me they they know that i'm still contending for more life for my family and for others and I had a friend that came up to me and said Jesse I don't even I'm embarrassed to talk to you about it because you haven't gotten pregnant yet and I was like oh listen listen uh don't relate me to other people's pregnancies to life that's coming in we can't do it we can't do it I need you to look at me and see if I'm there yet or not and if I'm not keep lifting me up yeah and um yeah I don't want that for anybody where and envy really does come in to play here because um I I just the Lord just told me that I have to be satisfied with where I am and then I have to be equally satisfied with everyone else Mm -hmm. it's really hard it's really hard to carry weight for people who have been waiting but I have to be satisfied in where the Lord has them and that um apart from where I am even with sage I can't say well at least I have sage in relation to somebody who doesn't have kids and I can't look at somebody a woman who's pregnant or just had her baby and relate that to me and say where's mine because the Lord tells I mean it tells us in the Bible, too, that we're supposed to cheer when people are worth celebrating. We're supposed to weep with those who weep yeah. because it has nothing to do with us. Yeah. We can't be envious of other people's uh, seasons of life. We have to hold them separate. Yeah. We have, I have to be okay with where I am and let people weep with me. And then in the same breath, if somebody's celebrating a pregnancy next to me, I have to be okay and celebrate that, too. There can't be envy that enters. There can't be this relativity of 
um, making one person's life the foundation of how everybody else's should go because yeah. God works too good and he's too big uh, in all of our stories to do that. Yeah, And there's no lack. There's no lack in him. I think that yeah. with any circumstance, and this is no exception, when you see a promise fulfilled in someone else's life, it, there's a temptation to be like, oh, man, there went mine with that. Because it's like that God has a limited supply of promises yeah. that he's dealing out or miracles that he's working. And it just doesn't work that way at, at all. And so, But truly, Jesse, I, just, I thank you for continuing to lead in this. I thank you for leading from a place of compassion um, because we do know from the word that Jesus was moved with compassion when miracles occurred. Yeah. And so I think that... Um, your willingness is really creating um, an infrastructure, your willingness to be compassionate in your own trial, in your own desire, in your own contentment is creating an infrastructure for the Lord to do miraculous things. And so you said last year we had about 12 women there, 12-ish, or 12 that were, some may not have been, and may have just asked to be added to the the list, but um, what we saw five or six um, receive some type of answer to their prayer. Is that accurate? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so um, so we gather again, and we gather again not just to contend for those who still want to be contended for, but to give thanks. Why don't you talk about the story of the lepers and uh, that Jesus healed, and some came one came back and the others didn't and and just talk about the significance of of why we're going to do this again we've not seen every we've not seen every prayer answered uh, this side of heaven yet i actually do believe every prayer probably has been answered we just haven't seen the fruit and the effect of it yet Mm -hmm. Um, time works different for us than it does for the lord Um, but what's the significance of of gratitude as we come back and gather again this time for mums the word Oh, well, you talking about the lepers, I, I actually just think of what's my relationship with the Lord like? Is he doing a service for me? Am I just expecting a miracle and move on? Or do I see what he's doing in my life and I come back and thank him? Yeah. And so I don't know what the manifestations are completely, even for the other half of the women, including myself, that don't have their name crossed off on our list don't have um, pregnant as part of their story thus far. But my relationship to the Lord and who I am today is different than last year. And um, it's not out of a service he's done for me that I can tick off and walk away. It is a relationship that has changed me. And so um, this year I look forward to thanking the Lord for everything that he's done for everything he's doing right now and everything he will do. And it's very important for us to posture our hearts toward the person that is Jesus and not just what he can do for us. Yeah, that's good. Um, So for someone that's like, that's listening, it's like, okay, this hits with me or this hits with my best friend. I'm thinking about coming. I'm thinking about bringing someone. Can you as best you can can you talk through what the evening format would be like so again this is thursday september 14th 7 p.m 1104 west alabama in arc chapel it's in durant oklahoma if they come in at that time to attend this event what's that going to look like the format so just specifically we'll just have 
opening regards, there will be just snack fellowship type to open up. And then we'll go into a little bit of time of worship. I will specifically talk about how the Lord's walked me through last year's prayer shower to this year's prayer shower. And then I just have an awesome group of women that are going to lift up every woman in that room. And we won't call on you individually. We'll just minister to you at your seat. Yeah, so last, so it'll work the same as last year. A woman will remain in her seat and... Um, and then some prayer warriors will just circle the room and come gently and lovingly pray over her yeah. throughout the evening, yeah. kind of in rotation. So very safe place to come, yeah. um, non-invasive. Confidential. Food, confidential, peaceful. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anything you want to add about the actual evening event before we kind of shift gears on this one? Um. I would, I would just say that the Lord fights for us more than we can yeah. fight for you. And so it's just an honor to partner with him. And um, he reveals secrets to us that kings don't even know. Yeah. And the Lord has revealed things to me about life. I, I got to know that Paige was pregnant with Oaks yeah. um, just from him telling me. And I, and I just think that this is near and dear to his heart. And that happened again with Olivia, did it not? Yes. Very recently, Paige's sister-in-law, our worship leader here, who's, who succeeded me at the worship at Entourage, um, is recently pregnant with her fourth baby. And the Lord told me she was pregnant in a dream. And I just, it's just so near to the Lord's heart. And we just want uh, to know that... Um, he loves you, and we want to lift you up. Yeah. I, um, in just a minute, I want to pray for you as you, um, you will be the one leading this. You'll have the support of other women there, but you'll be the one leading this event. So I want to pray for your strength. Is there anything else that you want to add that do you feel like um, the, the final question that you and I can both see in our notes is what would you say to those who have given up hope in the dream of motherhood? Do you feel like you've addressed that, or is there something else you want to say? concerning that the only thing that comes to my mind is that today I just I just pray contentment over your life and your today and as you come into the presence of the Lord and your relationship with him is of the greatest importance in your life he reveals things to you and he asks you what do you what do you want? You abide in me and I abide in you. And you ask anything in my name. And I'm, yeah, I just believe that the Lord will give you this fruit. He'll give it to you. And I want to partner with you and hope with you. I had um, shared with Jesse something that I wrote, wrote her a while back could call it a poem or a song but it it's from um, Romans 4 18 and in that um, it's talking about Abraham and of course Abraham and and Sarah's story is one that that fits with this narrative and it's very famous for it and and in the NASB translation of Romans 4 it talks about how 
um, Abraham did something in hope but against hope. And, and I love that phrase, even though it seems to not make a lot of sense when you hear it, um, because hope can sometimes seem at odds. And I think the difference is hope that is eternal, hope that is in, in Christ and in his word, and hope that is carnal, that is in something, something else, something that is, is perishable. And so um, anyway, just kind of, uh, just kind of, of using some of that, I, I wanted to read this over, over the ladies and over Jessie before I pray for her. Again, this is from Romans 4. It says, what you promise, you perform. What you promise, you perform. In hope, against hope. I won't waver, but I will grow. Because what you've promised, you perform. And I'll give you the glory. And I'll give you the glory. You call life out to death. You call nothing to exist. What you promise, you perform. I believe it, I receive it. So shall my generations be because what you promise, you perform. And that's really just where we have to rest everything, regardless of what the promise of God is. But that is the truth. What he promises, he performs. And we can be in his hope and against all the hopes of this world, the hopes of what we see or can't see, but firmly rooted in his hope. And so, Jesse, I just I want to pray that over you as you go into... Um, leading this amidst all the other things that you have going on this in this season of life, um, that you would be fiercely in hope. And so, um, Lord, I just lift up my sister Jessie. I thank you for her, yes. I thank you, God, for the sensitivity of life that you've given her and that because she has said yes to you, that life has entered this world. I believe that with all my heart. I believe that there are babies that have been born and that will be born that are part of your kingdom because of her, yes, and her partnership with you. And so I just call more forth, God. I call them forth from her womb, from her life, from her household, God, in whatever way you want to bring those babies into her household, Father, um, through adoption, biologically, Father. We put no limits on you, but I just pray, God, that her home overflow with physical and spiritual abundance and that you just continue, Father, to let your contentment, your, your satisfaction flow like a fountain in and out of her life. And I pray, God, from, from that fountain of contentment and satisfaction that she just have an anointing to, to refresh, to bring vision, to bring encouragement to the women who will come to this event. Father, I bind any notion that that is to be done in her strength because it is not. It is from you alone, God, that the rivers flow out of us. And so I just pray that over her, God, that rivers of living water flow out of her, God, that they replenish her as they come out and that they replenish others, Father, who sit in her midst and who, who allow themselves to say yes to dream with you again, to say yes to hope with you again. I thank you for Jesse, God. I thank you that every good and perfect gift is from above, Father, and how much better you are a gift giver than our natural and earthly fathers. Lord, thank you for the good things in store for her and store for these women. I pray that you draw the right women, Father, and that we see that we see miracles. But we thank you, God, for the ultimate miracle of Jesus Christ and relationship with him and the presence and comfort of the Holy Spirit. Thank you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Love y'all. 
Thanks for joining us today. For more information about Entourage Ministries, visit our website at entourageministries.com or visit us on Facebook or Instagram. 